welcome to Something for the Weekend with me, Fiona Scott. Me, Cathy Griffith. Me, Alice Butcher. And me, Stephen Day. Yes, it's the time of the week again when we all get together and talk nonsense. And then we invite other people on to talk sense. Is this right? This is right. Sounds about <laughs> right. Can I talk nonsense? I just like a bit of nonsense on a Friday morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that you're actually asking, Cathy. <laughs> I'm being polite. I was brought up well, you know. <laughs> so, how, how is everybody this week? Yeah, good, good. Feel, yeah, feeling yeah. festive. Feel, we're, we're all we're all feeling festive. Right. From from uh, Ellis's Ellis's heart. Which you will see in the in the little picture. He's he's incredibly festive. He is. He just needs he just needs the face to match it. <laughs> I'm gonna get my face. <laughs> I'm gonna get oh. my glitter pot out and my face paint. And I, if I was allowed to come round and knock on your door due to uh, without COVID, I would do. So you might have to do it yourself, Alice. I might oh, drop oh, the oh. paints off. Pa- drop the paints off and the glitter on your doorstep. There you go. But I think Fiona and I are looking particularly festive as well, aren't we? I mean, we put a lot of effort into these <laughs> these hats. Yeah. <laughs> have a look it, at the picture, folks. <laughs> it, it, well, I actually did have mine on for the picture, but it is too early, guys. Don't, don't, am I the only one that thinks it's too early? Not too early for Christmas? Yeah. Is it ever too early? for? Yes, of course it is too early for Christmas. Oh, do you know, I think people are starting early because there's been a lot of stuff on Facebook and people I've been chatting to and there are some lights going up, you know, I mean, the, the open lights are up. The first of the, the lights were switched on uh, last night um, in town. But, you know, I think people are just thinking, oh, blow it. Let's just crack on with Christmas because we're going to have to make a bit of merriment. So I think I think Christmas is starting early this year, folks. I must admit, I was driving home on Wednesday night and I was listening to Drive Time on Open FM, as always, and uh, Campbell Cameron was on and he played a couple of Christmas tunes. And I had to kind of think to myself, Hang on, let me guess. Let me guess. Now, what would they have been? Oh, was it the Pogues? No, it wasn't. No. Was it um, Noddy Chap? Yes, it was. It was <laughs> Noddy Holder. Yay! And there was also a, a musical one that he played that was absolutely brilliant. I'll have to ask him why it was, because it was played in trance style, uh, but it was all the Christmas favourites like Jingle Bells and, ah. you know, but it, it was lovely. Uh, I'd say my foot was tapping, but I was driving the car at the time, so I better not say that. <laughs> Keep off the accelerator. <laughs> now, there's, a, there's a little Pogues debate, though. Were you reading this in the, the Nationals yesterday, that uh, Radio 1 are going to be playing the uh, amended lyrics version as they don't think their readership or their listenership will um, understand or appreciate the original lyrics and might be offended by them. But Radio 2 and 6 are allowed to play the original at their own discretion. Honest to goodness, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guess the word. It comes up every year as the most listened to or the favourite or in the top five Christmas song ever. Hey, how about Pete and Diesel's version? That's a good version of it, isn't it? Now, I think I heard that once. I, yeah. I am, I'm not commenting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, dear listeners, go listen to it for yourselves and let us know what you prefer, the original or Pete and Diesel's. There we go. <sighs> What's on our list? What's on our list for discussion this week, Fee? I was just going to speak about, and it's not local, but I'm sure everybody local uh, or a lot of local people will uh, will uh, will be watching it. Uh, 
I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Who's uh, who's Ooh. been watching that this season? Set off Stevie's face. Oh. I've had to watch it. I've had to watch it because uh, my daughter's watching it. So, yeah, but actually, you know, you do get into it. I've you always turned my nose up at it before, but it does sort of hook you, to be honest. I've watched yeah. it from the start, and I don't usually watch trash TV. <laughs> but to me, and especially this year, it's a sign that Christmas isn't quite here yet, but it's coming. And I, th- I just think they make a really good job of it. It's really funny just watching... People do silly things. They're not in Aus- they're not in Australia this time, are they? No, no, they're in Wales and uh, well done ITV or whoever the makers are because they've they've really made a brilliant job at trying to recreate the same kind of things that, that we're familiar with with it in Wales, obviously where it's freezing cold and usually lashing down at this time of year. So how does it work bringing uh, whatever households together, 12 households together in a time of COVID? I'm presuming that they've, uh, they've bubbled before they went in because when they met up on Sunday night, they were all hugging and they were all saying how great it was to hug somebody again. So I think this is just because they're, for the duration of this, they're, they're living as a family. Right. Uh, so they'll all have been tested and and whatnot before the vent into this bubble. Alice but. is about to ring the COVID police. Hello? Hello? I've got concerns. <laughs> there are 12 people living in a Welsh castle, and I don't think they should be together. We have some Z-list celebrities. Uh, <laughs> don't you call Sir Mo Farrow Z-list? <laughs> Sir Mo Farrow, how call, dare you? Calling a COVID swap strike. <laughs> Shall we move swiftly on? (laughs) Please, please. Shall we have a little bit of panto chat? Um, Yeah, so good news, and I think we mentioned this last week, that we will have panto in Oban. The wonderful people from Spotlight Musical Theatre Company have teamed up with uh, the Phoenix Cinema, and they're going to be screening um, a few shows, three shows actually, um, of their 2015 Puss in Boots uh, panto. So I caught up with the wonderful Kevin Baker. That's a private a private joke, folks, you don't need to know. So, yeah, the wonderful Kevin Baker um, from the company. And he was telling me all about the uh, panto and what you can expect. So uh, listen in. Kevin, you've got some glad tidings for us in the run-up to Christmas. I have, Cathy. We're going to have a panto. Don't get overly excited. It's not actually live. It's a screened version of the panto we put on in 2015 in the Goran Halls. And it's Puss in Boots. Um if we can't have a live panto, at least we can do something to get the Christmas spirit into these dark times. How fabulous. So tell us a little bit about how you're going to do it and when we can see it. OK, uh, well, um, the idea came about because, um, bizarrely, my uh, youngest son, who um, is not a Spotlight devotee or member, uh, suggested it, um, took it to the committee and we decided we'd try and run with it. Um we approached Ben Crocker, who wrote the panto, and he's issued us with a, a, a license to perform. And it's going to happen on the 12th and the 13th of December. I'll give you the times in a bit. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be live panto. But what we are going to try and do, maybe, hopefully, is get some people in costume um, that will be acting as ushers and cheerleaders um, at the cinema. Um, and that will give a bit more atmosphere. 
we were able to film this originally because uh, we'd bought a license to to film it for our own usage um so we could kind of critique our own performances and things and stevie day had edited it together uh, rather well uh, and we thought this 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 will this will work this will work on screen uh, for a public uh, showing as i say it's not going to be live panto but it's the best we can do under the circumstances and um you know, we don't want uh, the Grinch that is COVID to completely steal our Christmas. Oh, well done you. Well done you. Should we give you three cheers now? Or should we should we save that for the uh, for the screening? Well, OK, send a check. Send a check. <laughs> Wishful thinking there. Wishful <laughs> thinking there. But there are but tickets are going to go on, on sale soon. Now, will they go up on the Phoenix um, Cinemas website? Yeah, that's, the only, that's the only way you're going to be able to buy them. Um, so we're taking uh, no money out of this at all. Where all spotlight get out of this is a warm, fuzzy feeling. And the, the cinema is only charging two pounds a head, two pounds per ticket. And, and if we're lucky, that will cover their, their costs. But I think I think the tickets may go on sale before uh, this is broadcast. So so look on the look on the uh, Phoenix website. And I've got to thank I've got to thank Jenny uh, at, at the Phoenix for wholeheartedly embracing this idea. We're, we're both organizations that are heavily community-based. Uh, we support them and they support us. And hopefully we all support the community and the community will support us. Now these tickets, like you say, they're, they're two pounds each, but obviously yeah. COVID and social distancing and yeah. all of that is very much in your minds. And you've got a bit of a it plan is. to try and pack in as many people as yeah, you can is, into each is. screening. So how, how could that work? Absolutely. Well, the, 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 the cinema is operating a dynamic ticketing system for social distancing. So as soon as uh, a ticket is allocated, then a safe distance around that ticket or tickets um, is, 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 is out of bounds for the next um, purchaser, as it were. So ideally, what we would like, because that will give the opportunity for more children to see it, is, is one adult to take several under 12s. Um, and then they will be a party and then, you know, so there might be a party of five or six there as opposed to a party of two. And then we only need to social distance around that. And obviously we want to maximize the chance for as many people as possible to see it. And obviously it's for children. You know, that's the beauty of Panto. That's what Panto is about. It gets them in the spirit for Christmas and, and certainly this year. It's really important that we all do as much as we can to support that happening for the young ones. Absolutely. And those those screenings, it's going to be on a Saturday and a Sunday, we said. It's the it 12th and the 13th of yes, December. Is. And there's one screening on the Saturday at... Yeah, that's at 2.30. 2.30 on Saturday. And the two screenings on Sunday the 13th are 1pm and 430 so you'll still be home for tea. It, it actually runs about two hours, 20 minutes, um, two and a half hours maximum, just so you can plan your meal times. Fabulous. And dig out your uh, sparkly best panto gear to, to Absolutely. put on. Absolutely. I will be wearing a sparkly frock myself. And um, hopefully lots of people in the cast will be there to help help the atmosphere along. Now, there's a couple of people who won't be there from the original cast you were telling me about them when we were chatting earlier so um yeah now pantos you know love can bloom can't it on the old stage well I, I, in fairness it had uh, i'm not actually i don't know if it already bloomed or not in fairness oh. uh, my my daughter played a uh, silent puss katie played silent puss and uh the two village idiots uh, were myself and a chap called john robinson 
and uh, my daughter Katie is now Mrs. Robinson, um, and they won't be here, no, because they've emigrated to South Korea. Um, so they'll, they're in South Korea. And, and bizarrely, we are not able to perform, but uh, they have joined a musical theatre group and are doing a performance on the 12th of December at Wales as well in South Korea. There we go. There we go. The panto, the panto spirit continues, even miles the away. The magic. It's a magic time of year, isn't it? And thank you so much, you and the folks at the Phoenix Cinema, for making sure we get a bit of panto into our lives this, this Christmas. Yeah, if I can, if I can just say that, that, that Stevie's uh, done a little bit of edit. One of the bizarre things that we're not able to do on the panto is we, we can't encourage community singing because community singing is not allowed in these. Boo! Boo! So, so I had to get Steve that in. Stevie's the community <laughs> song out. And, ah, oh um, no, boo, boo, sorry. <laughs> I know, and uh, Ellie's, Ellie's put together um, a, a great uh, kind of marketing package and please try and distribute that. Um, if you know, if you get it on Facebook or something, pass it on because we want to make sure that we can get as many people into these three performances as is humanly possible. It's going to be fabulous. The show, the show will go on despite it COVID. Will. Fabulous. And, and, you know, sorry we can't do anything live, but we're doing what we can. Well, let's look forward to next year as well. Yes, let's hope. <laughs> Thanks very much, Kevin. Bye bye now. Okay. Bye-bye, Kathy. Yay. Well, there we go. <laughs> it sounds brilliant, and you've got to watch the trailer. You must watch the trailer. It's fabulous. How can our you see Mr. the trailer? Day is a maestro. Uh, you can look um, on our, go on to our website, and you'll see it. It's attached to a story that we're running, and I'm sure it's also on Spotlight's Facebook, Stevie. Yep, if you... If you go to uh, facebook.com slash spotlightmtg, you will find it there as well. I, th I think it's superb. Yeah, that you've they got, are, got to watch it. I think it's superb they're making an effort this year to do something on behalf of the community. Because it would be dead easy in this day and age to say, oh, no, we're not doing anything this time and we can't do it. And they've actually um, really rolled out the barrel, as it were. Uh, so well done, Spotlight. Yeah, well done, well done. It's going to be a bit of a DIY Christmas this year, I think. You know, we're going to have to make a lot of our own entertainment within our communities and stay safe to the uh, COVID regulations. But, you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Do we really need to rely on the all the big boys of Christmas to actually, you know... Um, you know what I'm saying. So let's all get some ideas together then. to have our own, <laughs> own, own Christmas. I don't know. I don't, well, I do know, but I don't want to name them on here anyway. They're big, 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 big companies. Bigger than bigger than from outside Oban and stuff. So there we go. Enough said. Enough said. Talking of the spoken word. <laughs> talking of the spoken word. I had a little day out, a little afternoon out earlier this week. Um, I went over to Ling. Now, this week was um, Book Week. Um, Book Week Scotland and uh, there's a chap on Ling who runs the stores, Norrie Bissell he's called, he's a, an author, he's just um, had a, um, a paper book of his George Orwell book, Barn Hill out this week, but also to celebrate Book Week, he actually uh, went on a bit of an outing himself with the home bakers of Ling, who every week go around and deliver tasty treats from the, the, the boot of a, of a car and he joined them to read some of his poetry, now it was lashing down with rain, the wind was blowing a hooli we were stood on the South Coen Jetty, and uh, here's a few poems from Norrie. So enjoy. Oh, and by the way, third poem, you better brace yourself for the last line. <laughs> Listen carefully. Uh, the first 
one is the title poem for my poetry collection, Slate, Sea and Sky. An island on the rim of the world, in that space between slate, sea and sky, where air and ocean currents are plays of wild energy, and the light changes everything. And then this other poem is uh, also about living by the sea. <laughs> it's called Sounds. Sometimes here it's hard to tell the sound of the wind from the sound of the waves. Or the sound of the waves from the sound of the rain. Or the sound of the wind and the waves and the rain from the sound of my breath. And then I've chosen this one uh, for Kuhn Sound here, uh, which is called The Day Came Alive. The day came alive when they overtook our hurtling bikes, rising and plunging, dark-finned, out in the grey-blue firth. Six of them, heading north to the bay at Port Mary, where first one, then another, jumped ten feet in the air in exultant Cetacean delight. We rushed to Cooan Sound to see them race a trawler, dive at its bow with the current and play in the shallows to wait for the ferry to cross, with folk dangling over the side and the ferryman joining in, then swim back and forth in sheer exhilaration. That night, we made love with the exuberance of dolphins. Thank you. I'm not fierce. <laughs> Do you know what? It was just such a joyous occasion. It was lovely. We were all huddled. Well, actually, we weren't huddled because we were keeping social distance, of course. But we were all on the jetty at South Cooan. And so the weather was just like chucking everything it had at us. And Norrie was there reading these poems. And it was just lovely to see folks turn out. And uh, he also went to a few other places on the island to do a similar. And, you know, he got he got a great turnout. And I've also got to give a shout out to uh, the very talented Des Ballantyne who's the new chef at the Atlantic Island Centre. He's doing takeaways from there a couple of days a week. But uh, it was called A Poem and a Piece at this event. So you got your poems from Norrie. You could buy goodies from the back of the boot. But you were also getting like a little goodie bag with a few things from Book Scotland in and the most amazing slice of uh, quiche. That, so that was the piece, this quiche that Desert made, and it was absolutely delicious with walnuts and shallots and, oh, and Stilton. Mm -mm -mm. It was delicious. So, yeah, so it was a great afternoon out. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> well, it was lovely to hear some poetry. <laughs> and it was very atmospheric as well. Wasn't it beautiful? Oh, do you like poetry, Ellis? It was. I do. You like poetry? Well, this leads me nicely on our Scottish Word of the Week section uh -oh. in 
my Scottish. It's not a cheeky word, is it? We've had enough cheek <laughs> <laughs> with exuberant dolphins. <laughs> not at all. It's clean. Uh, yeah, Scottish word of the week this week is dukit. Dukit. D double O K I T. Not to be confused with Drukit, D-R-O-O-K-I-T, which is what Cathy and Nonny got while they were reading poems at the end of the pier. Uh, so anybody anybody know what a Dukit is? Was it used by Burns? Is it linked to Burns? Is it, it used by Robert Burns? No? It, it might have been. It might have been. I if was a... If he was a pigeon fancier, is it is it is it like the word ducat? Yes, that's what it derived from. Well done, Stevie. So um, somewhere where they kept pigeons or birds and yes, yep. uh, so nowadays it's actually it's a wee hidey hole, what we call a pigeon hole, where you can keep your wee messages and secret stash. But originally, yeah, it was it was where you kept the pigeons, and uh, pigeon pigeon racers uh, used them to take them away out in the wilderness and let the pigeons go from their ducats. So, so I've got a wee poem oh. with the word ducat in it. Oh, Just to keep a theme, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Alice likes poetry, so here we go. Upon a hill, there stood a ducat. It's no there now, because someone took it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Did you write that yourself? A wee short one. No, no, no. I think I think one of my grandparents used to say that to me. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. What a fantastic oh, show this has been this week. We're very cultural this week. Very cultural. <laughs> we are. Apart from, from I'm a celebrity. Cultural, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to lower the tone uh, at some point. But have something for everybody. Something, something for, for everybody. Something yeah, for the weekend and, and something for everybody. Well, talking about something from everybody as well. You remember Michaela from Germany last week? We gave her a shout out because she's our, she was, she was our one overseas rep, uh, supporter. But now we've got another one, uh, mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> got a message from Joanne Hegney, uh, who stays in Esk in Queensland, Australia, and Joanne wanted to say hi to our family and friends in our old hometown. Oh, so there oh, we how go. How lovely! It, it was. It's lovely to hear from these people. And of course, good day. Good day. Good day. Joanne. Great to hear from Joanne and anybody else that wants to uh, write in and let us know. You can do that at something for the weekend at opentimes.co.uk. Or you can put a message on the Facebook. Do you know what? Maybe we could have a few sort of like Christmas uh, Christmas greetings from across the miles, folks. Maybe people could send something in if you if you're living if you're listening from abroad in the run up to Christmas. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice to hear from you. Maybe we can sort of pass on a few greetings. You could send in a poem. You could send in a Christmas poem, and then we've got everything covered this week. <laughs> yeah, do it, folks. Do it. <laughs> So, here at the Open Times, we're always happy to hear from you. So stay in touch, tell us your stories and share your photos. You can contact us by calling 01631 568 000 or by emailing us at somethingfortheweekend@opentimes.co.uk. You can also message us on Facebook. So for this week, it's goodbye from me, Fiona Scott. Goodbye from me, Cathy Griffiths. 
Goodbye from me, Alice Butcher. And goodbye from me, Stephen Day. Bye. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Bye.